chapter 4. Then he taught them many things by parables and, saying, and said to them in, teach, in his teaching, Listen, listen, behold, a sower went out to sow. And it happened as he sowed that some seed fell on the wayside and the birds of the air came and devoured it. Some fell on the stony ground where it did not have much earth and immediately it sprang up because it did not, it had no earth, no depth of earth. But when the sun was up, it scorched and because it had no root, it withered away. And some of the seeds fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked it, and it yielded no crop. But other seeds fell on good ground and yielded a crop and sprang up immediately and produced some thirtyfold, some sixty, some hundred. And he said to them, He who has ears, let him hear. Amen. Verse 13, I'm going to jump to verse 13. And he said to them, do you not understand this parable? How then will you understand all parables? And the sower sows this, the word. And these are the ones that, ones by the wayside where the word is sown. When they hear, Satan comes immediately and takes it away. It takes away the word that, it was, that was sown in their hearts. These likewise are the ones sown on stony ground who when they hear the word immediately receive it with gladness. And when they have, they have no roots in them so they endure only for a time. Afterwards then the tribulations and persecutions arises for the word's sake. Immediately they stumble. Verse 18 says, Now these are the ones sown among thorns. They are the ones who hear the word and the cares of the world and the deceitfulness of riches and the desires for other things entering in choke the word and it becomes unfruitful. But these are the ones sown on good grounds. Those who hear the word accept it and bear fruit, some sixtyfold, some thirty, and some hundred. Here ends the reading of his holy word. We started talking about the sermons that Jesus preached. Amen. I said we started talking about the sermons Jesus preached. I know people are out there worried about um, what is going to happen. Will coronavirus take over our lives? Is this the end for all of us? I want to assure you that Jesus is still on the throne. Or I said I want to assure you that Jesus is still on the throne. And he that dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. And we will say that he is our refuge. He is our fortress. The God in whom we will trust. Hallelujah. A thousand shall fall to one side and ten thousand to the other side. Only with our eyes shall we behold it. But none of it will come near our dwelling place. I prophesy to you that none of the sickness will enter into your house. I say none of it will enter into your house. Because you abide in Christ and the blood of Jesus covers you, you are safe. I say you are safe. And I want you to believe that and have this blessed assurance that he is with us. Amen. 
And he has not given us the spirit of fear. But he's given us power, hope, love, and a sound mind. So let your mind be at peace. Amen. I say let your mind be at peace. Hallelujah. Am I talking to a church of God? Am I talking to believers? What makes us believers is the fact that we believe that we have a God who makes a difference in our lives. What a difference it makes in our lives. Amen. Amen. Let's come back to the parable. Let's come to the sermon. Hallelujah. So Jesus was preaching and said to the Pharisees, uh, said to the, the congregation that a sower went to sow. And as he went to sow, some of the seeds fell on the wayside. Some fell on the rocky ground. And then some fell on the uh, thorny ground. And some fell on the good ground. Amen. You know, sometimes when you look at or you listen to this message, you will think that Jesus is talking about four different people. Amen. How many... I've always thought the parable to be four different people. This afternoon, I'm here to tell you that the parable is not about four different people, but it's about us in four different times. Hallelujah. Four different times of the same life, our life and the word of God, we react either like the wayside, either like the rocky ground, either like the thorny ground, or we react like the good ground. It is all in us. How we react. You know, some of the times we come to church and we are supposed to hear the word of God. The word of God is supposed to change us. But we don't react right with the word of God. You know, I say that sometimes we think that words are not powerful. But if words can transform an ordinary person to a, a medical doctor, Words can transform somebody from an ordinary person to a pilot or, or to be an engineer. Then words can transform you from hell to heaven. Am I making sense? Words, just words that you are hearing, they, they, they are so powerful that they can change your name from miss to missus. Just words. A man says to you, I love you, I want to marry you. And just that saying transforms you from a single person to a married person. So words are powerful. Much more the word of God. Jesus says, the words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. They are words that can transform your life. They are words that can change you. But how do we respond? What type of soil is the word going to meet today? Hallelujah. What type of soil am I today? See, sometimes when we read the Bible, we like to read it in abstract. We see it as them. The rock are those people. The, the thorny ground are those people. The one that the birds came to eat are those people. The good soil, well, I am here. No. That is not how it, is. It, it, it reads. It says that sometimes I am a good ground. Sometimes I am a thorny ground. Sometimes I am a rocky ground. Sometimes I am a wayward ground. Amen. But the word is so powerful, it can direct us. In, in Proverbs 3.6, it says, is it 3.6? 
You shall acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. Hallelujah. The word, if we acknowledge him, he directs our path. The word directs our path. Amen. If we allow the word, the word can take us and move us as we are going through life. We are going through the, this path that is so murky and so treacherous and it's so scary because now we don't know whether you sit on the bus, you catch this disease. When that, whether you go for lectures, you catch this disease. I have a, a guy who sits behind me at work and he's always coughing and sneezing. He always does it. I mean, he's been doing it for years. Now, <laughs> it was okay before. It was irritating before, but now it's dangerous. You know, uh, uh, the other day he coughed, and I said to my, my, my colleague who sits next to me, one more cough and I'm going to walk this guy out. Go. Because I can't concentrate. I'm thinking about him, and I'm thinking about how he's polluting the air. <laughs> and what the cough is going to give. Hallelujah. Yeah. But, you see, even with that, the word of God is powerful to navigate us. The word of God is powerful to assure us. The word of God is powerful to, to, to comfort us. But it's all dependent on the type of soil we present when we come to his house. And I wanted us to look at it from this angle because every time we look at it from the types of soil, the types of people, as if there's, there's some people who are always good. Preach, Pastor, preach. There is no always good soil. Sometimes you are good soil when it comes to prosperity. When it comes to you, you shall receive a blessing. When it comes to you, you shall. But when it says that, then you are, I receive it. I lock, I lock it. I jump and hold it, Pastor. Say some more. Because today I'm fertile ground. This word is my word. Say, Pastor, today you're preaching to me. This was my word. You said I shall marry before the end of the year, Pastor. I received. I, I, I join my faith with your faith, and I say it's my word. No. Then some word comes and say, "Oh, Pastor, today if they were here, they would have changed." There was this guy who was in this church with their pastor. Every time the pastor starts to preach, you must not fornicate. Pastor, preach to them. Every time. Say, you must, you must not uh, be lazy. Pastor, tell them. Then one day, it rained very, very hard that nobody came to church but this guy. Then the pastor said, today, I have got this guy. So as for today, I'm going to preach to him. And then the pastor started. You, you are always, the guy said, pastor, preach, preach, preach. Then I got up, pastor, you are preaching. Then when the, the pastor finished preaching and took the offering and said the final prayer, he said, pastor, today, you preach more than any other day. Unfortunately, they were not here to hear the word. If they had come, pastor, 
their lives would have been. No, he said, the pastor said, I'm not preaching to them, I'm preaching to you. The word is yours today. So change. Hallelujah. Listen, let us not have that attitude that today, who is he talking about? This is our pastor, when he comes to here, then it means he wants to talk to that one who is sitting there. Say, so you, you are this. They say, okay, then today our baby is here. As for pastor, we know him. When he goes here, it means it is here. When he comes here, then it means it's those at the back. No. No. The word is yours. I say the word is for you. Always understand that the word for, is for you. Let's, let us look at the types of soil and why we have these types, different types of soils. Amen. Let us look at why we have these type of soils. The first one is what? The wayside. You know, it says that the, the, uh, it happened that he sowed and some fell on the wayside and the beds of the air. If the Bible you are using belongs to you, second the word, the beds of the air. The beds of the air. Somebody say the beds of the air. You know, the beds of the air, they are there for a reason. I say the beds of the air, they are there for a reason. The word of God describes Satan as the lord of the flies. Amen. And Satan always comes to speak. And he comes to, to steal. He comes to destroy. Isn't it? He comes to take. And in the presence of God, in the, in the, in the uh, synagogue, Satan also comes. Hallelujah. One day Jesus was preaching and one of the people just got up and started manifesting. Say, have you come to destroy us? Have you come to us before our time? For we know who you are. They're in the church. They're in the church. So sometimes when we come to church, Satan is also around, ready to steal the word. Amen. And none of us here are we have barriers that Satan can't get at. None of us are inaccessible to Satan. Satan can get at us all the time. If you allow him. The Bible says that if you resist him, he will flee. But you must have the mind that I came to hear the word of God. I am going to be transformed by the word of God. The word of God is what I need. It's my food. It's my uh, pastor. No, no, sister. Prickinson has not gone to speak to pastor about me. This message is not. Pastor, somebody has gone to tell pastor something. That's why pastor is preaching the way he's preaching. Uh, and then, no, no, no. Don't have that attitude. Because as soon as you have that attitude, Satan is stealing from you. Why? Why is he talking to me now? Why is he saying that? And he's moving and he's he's. he's he, he, he could have used any of my examples. This is an example. I know that it's because of me. He's speaking like that. No. If you come with that approach, it means the word, as soon as it lands, the birds of the air has taken it. Because you are so angry. You are so proud. You are so defensive. You have a certain defense mechanism that says, this one I'm rejected. Listen. As a child of God, as a baby, if you refuse to eat, you will not grow properly. 
I, 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 I'm thinking about this child who used to be in, we used to be in the same church with the, with the parents. And the particular child will not eat. Even when he was a baby, when you give him milk, he will drink a little and stop. And then time went. The baby is now six, seven months, eight months. Just built milk. When other kids are getting through three bottles or two bottles, this baby is struggling with half. Then when time was going, now the baby is one. The baby doesn't like any other solid food apart from milk. The baby is now two, doesn't eat anything, only milk. And even that small. Everybody began to be worried because the baby is always refusing food and eating very, very little, very, very little, very small. When the baby was three, I mean, the, the baby looks normal and everything. The only problem the parent had was that the baby refuses to eat. When the baby got to about three, four, see that the, the child looks about two years younger than the other children who are of the same age. Very tiny, very weak, very fragile, because he eats so small. And later on, it was discovered that the baby had a, was handicapped and could not hear. Up to today, the child doesn't hear, can't hear, can't really talk properly. Spiritually, that's the same thing when you are somebody who refuses the word of God. You're only selective. If it's something that will make you happy, then you take it. If it's something that you, you, you know, you have to eat some food that, that you don't like. Some vegetables that you don't like, some fruits you don't like, you have to eat it when you're a child. You can't, it can't all be McDonald's every day. Are you understanding? And you can't have a certain attitude that is wrong when the word of God is coming. I will eat this food. Pastor, I don't like that. You are preaching. Yeah. Pastor, said, we are starting a sermon series on fornication. Then tell us the person that, listen, when he finishes the series, let me know I'll come. <laughs> How can you do a whole series and you are in my bedroom? Uh, has somebody, has he seen something? You are becoming like that little child. She asked for me only milk. And even the milk, I need to take only half a bottle. When other children are drinking three bottles and four bottles, you are still... It's a wayside attitude. You have a resistance for the word. The word, as soon as it drops, you so the word doesn't even sit on the on the ground for more than thirty seconds, and then the bed just come and take it away. Because I've decided that this word is not mine. I'm not. I'm not. I won't obey. I won't listen. I won't do it. This one. Sometimes we read the Bible and then read it's like, mm. no. Then you just close the Bible. Let this one is is not. Let's go somewhere else. So we allow the birds of the... You see, the bird will only eat when you allow it to eat. I don't care how fast the bird is. When birds are around, even if it's a baby who is walking around, the birds will not land. Because the baby alone, even the baby is crawling, 
has enough strength to resist the bed. Are you understanding what I'm saying? But when you, you are somebody that allows the bed to come and eat, then the word will not profit us. I said, the word will not profit you. I, 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 when I was reading this, this thing the other day, I was saying to myself, how many of us have heard some words that if we had obeyed today, our lives would be different? And we are still where we are. Not because we didn't hear, but because the, the seed had been taken away. Pride. Arrogance towards the word. Anger towards the word. The Bible says that when you are being rebuked and you resist it, you, you become like a stiff-necked person. After a while, one day your neck will suddenly be broken. Because you are too resistant. I, am I making sense? So when we, are, when we allow ourselves to be in the first type of soil where the birds easily have access to the word. And today I went to church. And so I don't know what I sent into pastor. These days he's always talking about married people. Is it because I just got married that he's always talking and then hey, you should humble yourself, humble yourself. The men, listen, it's a, it's a, it's a millennial, what, what, is the, what uh, decade are we on? Or century are we? It's 21st century women. And we are, don't, when the man goes, I also go. When he does, I also do. He, he, what is this that he's always talking about? We submit, submit, submit. Is that the only thing he saw in the Bible? And then you start talking to your friend. And then your friend, you all, both of you develop resistance against the word. Sometimes you can have a community of resistance towards the word. So, so the word doesn't profit. It doesn't come. It doesn't land. Because as soon as it comes, it's taken. Sometimes as soon as the pastor starts preaching, then you start looking. Or you, you, you just text somebody sitting on the other side of, of the row. He's at it again. <laughs> pastor is at it again. And, and, and then the person tells back, I don't know who has offended him today. Then you also tend text back, maybe his wife. <laughs> Immediately, you are allowing the, you are calling the beds, come and eat, come and eat. Because from that point to the end of the service, everything the pastor says is nonsense. Because you have blocked yourself from receiving the word. But if you came to the house of God with this attitude, even if the word offends me, the word is supposed to offend you sometimes. It's supposed to comfort you sometimes. It's supposed to encourage you sometimes. It's supposed to rebuke you sometimes. It is not always that the pastor will preach nice messages to you. If you go to any church and all the time the pastor is always saying, you shall receive, you shall receive. It's not a good church. Don't go there again. Are you understanding? Because the word has to do everything. Sometimes you receive. Sometimes you are corrected. Sometimes you are rebuked. Sometimes you are instructed. Sometimes you are encouraged. Sometimes you hear the words, mm. God has gone right there. Hit you in the... Uh, mm. It's okay. It is, it is part of the, the sermon. It has to choke you sometimes. 
Sometimes it hits you in the solar plexus. You can't breathe. <laughs> it's okay. Because yeah. sometimes you can say, the pastor is in my, is in my bedroom. Hallelujah. Just allow the word to have its free course to do its. It is not every time you go to the doctor that will give you sweet medicine to drink. Sometimes you need to get some very bitter medicine. When it goes into your mouth, you feel like, but it's good. Sometimes you go, you don't like a needle, but they will have to use the needle. Sometimes they have to say, okay, in this one you have to cut. <laughs> Hallelujah. Sometimes you come to the church, the pastor says, today I'm cutting you. So long as pastor, you sold me back. Before I leave here, I am fine. Hallelujah. The second one, the second, let's read on, the second one. Some fell on stony, hard ground. Amen. Stony ground. Hard ground. This is a ground that is resistant. Amen? Stony ground. Closed mind. Closed heart. I will not allow the word to get through. And normally, we, we present stony grounds when we know that what the th- word is saying is true. I said, we present a hard ground. You know, as a pastor, sometimes when you are preaching, it's very funny. When you look at people's faces. Especially when what you are saying affects the people. They sometimes they squeeze their face at you. If you like, say again. So, God said to Jeremiah, do not be afraid of their faces. Because sometimes, the word will choke you in a way. What, what do you mean? And I've learned that your face don't scare me. I have a scarier face than you anyway. So whether you squeeze your face or not, you know, sometimes a husband and wife will come to church and the word that is being spoken, is this one is a wife. And then husband say, preach up as a preacher. But I doesn't want to say it aloud just in case they get into family, family business problems. So he's like, preach up as a Say to your neighbor, up. They will not look at the wife. <laughs> and then the wife is stone. And that's when you're going home. When Pastor was talking, you were excited. You're smiling. I'm sure you told Pastor something. And the next day, when they come, next week, and uh, today I'm on the men. Preach, Pastor, preach. I'm sure the wife is always ruling over him. That's why he's talking for the women. <laughs> Listen, let us not have that attitude. 
Whatever the word it, it is that comes, let it hit. Take the spirit of the word. You know, I, I always say this, that I will not sit at home and pray from Monday to Saturday for God to give me a word. Fast and pray. And pray from Saturday evening to Sunday morning to come and preach a word because of you. You are not that important. What if you don't come to church? Are <laughs> you understand? I'm sitting there preparing a message just so that I come and preach against you one person. What about the other people who are in church? Are you more important than them? Why would I sit at home and prepare a message for you? No, I'm not that type of preacher. I'm very, very, very happy to pull you into the office. I have a very big stick there. If you have ever entered my office, look behind my chair. There's a big stick, and I have it there for naughty children. <laughs> Hallelujah. I'm not afraid to confront you if I have to confront you. But I won't do it in every, on the, my preaching time. Are you with me? So never think that I'll sit down and prepare a sermon just so that I can preach against you. No, no. That's not the type of preacher I am. Amen. So when the word is coming and it affects you, have a soft ground. Have a soft heart to receive it. It will bless you. Amen. Because the word of God is designed in such a way that this person is here is offended. That person is offended. That person is offended. That person is instructed. That person is encouraged by the same way. That person is blessed. That person is offended. That person is encouraged. That person is instructed. And it's the same way that is coming. Everybody is receiving it at the season that they are in. At the time of life that they are in. They are receiving the word that way. So if today you are the way where, uh, uh, a place where the word is really cutting your flesh, it's because you have a cancer that has to be t- surgically removed. Allow yourself to be surgically operated on. Because if you don't allow that cancer to be taken, it will kill you. Hallelujah. So when we come to church, let us come with an open heart. An open mind. Don't have a closed attitude. Stony ground. It's like, I don't want to be in this church anymore. I don't believe in this pastor anymore. See, there are some churches when senior pastor is away, people don't go to church. Because the only senior pastor who can talk to us, who can talk to me, who can preach to me, all this type of junior pastors, I don't, uh, this apprentice type of pastors, <laughs> go and finish learning before you come and preach to me. Listen, even if a child is preaching, it's the word of God. And he has the anointing and the power to transform your life. Just allow yourself to receive the word and be transformed by the word. Sometimes even the, the song of the choir is the word of God. Allow it to have its free course in your life. It will transform your life. It will change you. Sometimes it may not be a word. It may not be a message. It may not be preaching. Sometimes in the foyer, somebody is talking to you. But you can, it's the spirit of God. The spirit of God is in us. It bears witness with the spirit that you are receiving that this is the word of God. 
This is God's instruction. Receive it humbly with meekness. In James chapter 1, it talks about receiving with meekness the engrafted word. One, I think James 1.21 says that the engrafted, receive with meekness the engrafted word. Have you ever seen a graft before? When somebody wants to do a graft, they, they, they have to do an incision. Do you understand what I'm saying? So it means that the tree is there. They have to cut the tree this way and cut it that way. And if the tree could bleed, when they cut it, it will bleed. And then when they have cut the, 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 like a V, they bring the, the, the graft or the other tree that they want to add to this tree. They bring it and they insert it here and then they tie it. But then he says, the scripture says that, let's go back to the scripture. He says, put the new King James here. Therefore lay aside all filthiness and the overflow of wickedness and receive with meekness. The word, operative word is meekness. You have to have a certain meek attitude towards the word. Are you with me? That is being humble enough to allow the word to sit. Amen. And then the, it talks about wickedness. Which means that if you are not allowing, then there's a certain wickedness in you. And then filth. So he says, I lay aside the filth and overflow of wickedness. When you are resisting the word, when I'm resisting the word, what it means is that there's an overflow of wicked, wickedness in me. Otherwise, I need to allow the word. Amen. Oh, I said amen. amen. It would be a shame to sit in the house of God all your life and end up in hell. It would have been better to have been sitting in the crack house. Oh, did you hear what I said? It would have been better to be sitting in the beer parlor or in the drug den all your life and go to hell than to sit in the house of God but have a certain attitude that makes the word unprofitable for you. It will be, it will be, I, somebody I cannot live in hell and, and go to hell. The world is hellacious. I cannot live in a hellacious world and end up in hell, in hell. I have to change so that I can make it. Hallelujah. The third one, the third type of soil. Are you being blessed? The third one was what? The thorny ground. The soil is, pre, is thorny, has a lot of thorns that chokes the word so that it grows a little and then dies. Amen. Weeds represent resistance, preoccupied mind, worried about their daily schedules, worried about the things they have or don't have. The curse of this world, the deceitfulness of riches being overflow in them cause the word not to have a free course in them. Some of, us, some of us, when the word is being preached, that's when we are doing our shopping list. When people are writing, you are doing shopping list. I, I, I've been looking for chicken everywhere. Yesterday I went to uh, Morrison, there was no chicken. 
I went to Asda, there was no chicken. I went to Aldi, there was no chicken. I said, where are all the chickens gone to? <laughs> Who has all the chickens? <laughs> I, I mean, it, it, it wasn't a joke. I went, I went to Morrison yesterday in the night. All the chickens were empty. It was left with one little box of sausages. So I was on the phone trying to call my wife that everything you sent me to get is finished. It's left with this. As I was pointing at it, somebody just grabbed it. <laughs> I was not fast. <laughs> then I went to Asda. Because she said, I try Asda. I went to Asda. So I, she said, oh, when you get to Asda, buy me seeded bread. Seeded brown bread. I don't know which one that is. So I was on the phone. I said, uh, all the bread is finished. It's left with this seeded so I was pointing at, I was looking at the bread, but trying to read what is on it. Then somebody was grabbing it. I pulled it from the person. I said, can't you see that I'm holding it? <laughs> ah, the last one to, when I went to the, the sausage, somebody took it from me. Now this bread, do you want to take it? I said, bring it. <laughs> then I looked at it, I just walked off. With the phone in my ear, talking about seeded bread. Hallelujah. Yeah. Sometimes we allow the cares of this world. Hey, it's this year, Corona, COVID-19. Are we going to have lectures? Are we going to, uh, uh, can I travel? I have to be going to uh, a holiday in America. Am I going to go? This is not a time to be doing that. I say this is not a time. This is the time to allow the word to have its free course in your life. It's not the time to calculate. Uh, from here, I have to go. Mary owes me 50 pounds. I did uh, Cynthia's nails. I have to go and collect the money. <laughs> and then uh, Bessie, Bessie said she was coming for the hair uh, appointment. Where is she? Let me call her. Let me text her. In the church. In the service, you are calling Bessie because you need money to, you have Cynthia's money, you have uh, Watermelander's money, now you need Bessie's own to add so that you can pay your rent. Cares of this world. Cares of this world. They choke the word. The, the last, last time I went to uh, the, the, what's it called, the chapel, and they were having a discussion about quiet time. And they were talking about how sometimes they wake up, they don't have time to have a quiet time. Because work is calling. Lecture is calling. You have to finish the assignment before you go for the lecture. You know, the cares of this world, it has a way of choking the word. Because of that, you are pressured for time. So you don't do what you're supposed to do. Am I talking to somebody? And Jesus said that this one doesn't yield because it grows a little. Then the chokers come. Beware of the chokers. I said, beware of the chokers. Let me tell you a secret about the chokers. The chokers will always be there. I said, the chokers will what? Always be there. If you think at this level, your chokers is assignment, lecturers, giving you a hard time, Graduate and see. I say graduate and see. As soon as you graduate, a different set of chokers will meet you. 
And as soon as you finish with this set of chokers and you marry, the senior choker is waiting. As soon as you have children, hey, these are long-term chokers. They are there. You, you see, sometimes we think that maybe at the age of 19, 18, 19, 20, they will leave. No, 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 no. They don't leave. I say those, those guys, they don't leave. Even when they leave, they don't leave. SOS, that, 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 you, have, you have to save me. You have to save me. Save you from what? So I've just taken a girl out to have dinner, but I just realized I don't have enough money to pay. Uh, look at something. A full-grown man. <laughs> you are calling for donor partners because you are sitting, the food is about to finish. Send 30 pounds. Send 30 pounds. Send 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, gather, then it's like, uh, Kira will call Phoebe. Phoebe, put pressure. <laughs> then, so Phoebe is putting pressure on behalf of the, 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 the brother. And the brother is also putting pressure. The donor partner said. Then they, they, will, they will try and uh, uh, employ their mother. When they employ their mother, they don't, I don't have a chance. <laughs> so we have a family group chat. They say, oh, oh, that, 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 that. I thought now they, my, my money is safe in my pocket. It's not. Hallelujah. So chokers never finish. I say chokers never finish. When they marry and they go, they will bring children. Look at that one sitting here. Uh, go, uh, Dad, I, I want to go for like, can you come for the children? I'm not coming anywhere. I just pick them and say, hello, kitty, 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 kitty. Yeah, I finished. I did my own. I did my time. But they never leave. When they go, they send their representative. <laughs> I'm telling you, you see, Aviana and Dimari, that, that one that, like this. Then you have, you have to lie. When you move, it means you have changed the equilibrium, so they have to start. They never go. So if you are waiting 20, I was waiting 20 years, I'm now, no, no, no. They have sent their representative. And their representative will be there for another 18 years. Very soon I'll be doing school runs again. <laughs> Hallelujah. So as for the chokers, they never go. So if you are saying because of the chokers, you will not do what the word of God says. You don't have time. Pastor, I can't come to church. Pastor, I have my assignment. Pastor, my... No, no, it will never finish. Because your assignment will come and finish. But then your, your boss will bring a project. Then after your, your wife and your husband. The one wife said that my, my husband woke up this morning and said he wants fresh fish to eat. Fried fish. Fri fresh fried fish. Fresh fried fish. This morning at 10 o'clock. So pastor, what you are doing? No, and this person is supposed to come here to lead praise and worship. And since your text, my husband says he wants fresh, fresh fried fish to eat. <laughs> so I have to go to the fish market go and buy fish and come and scale it and season it and fry it and present it at 10 o'clock when am I going to finish before I can come to church and my church is starting at 10 o'clock it's the chokers I say it's the chokers 
Hallelujah. I don't want you. Don't cook the fish yesterday and present it. I want a fresh fried fish from the fish market. <laughs> Which the fish shouldn't be in the freezer. It has to be fresh from the fish market. Hallelujah. Oh, I say hallelujah. Are you learning something? Then we have the last one. The last one is what? But the other seed fell on the ground, on the good ground, and yielded a crop that sprang up and increased and produced some 30-fold, some 60-fold, some 100. The way to know whether the word has profited you or not is to look at the seeds that it produces or the fruit or the yield that it produces. Amen. By their fruits, you shall know them. Have you produced some good fruits? From the word you have heard up to now. From everything that you have, since you have been in church, have you produced anything? Or your life is still the same? That will let us know, or that will let you know whether you have been fruitful or not. Amen. Oh, I said amen. amen. How many are learning some things? So, three things I want you to learn from this parable very quickly as we close. Conversion and fruitfulness depends on how you respond to God's word. Three things you must learn from the parable of the sower is that conversion and fruitfulness depends, number one, depends on how you respond to God's word. If you respond right, you produce good fruits. That is to say that not everybody reacts positively to the word that they hear. Some will hear and not understand. Some will hear and not believe. Others will hear for a while and eventually fall away because the word has no roots. And still others will hear the word and it will profit them. Amen. And another thing that I want us to learn from this word is that, number two, that, that, that we should not fail as preachers of the word. We should not fail to deal with the demonic bondages that Christians or new Christians or our hearers go through. Amen. Because there are, are birds that are flying. Even as I'm speaking, there are birds that are flying. So we have to deal with those spirits. To allow the, pe the, the, the people to concentrate long enough to hear the word. Am I making sense? Oh, I said, am I making sense? And the third, is the third and final thing I want you to know about this word, this parable, is that the Word is a source of deliverance and a source of fruitfulness to those that find and allow the word in their lives. Amen? It's a source of deliverance. Listen, a lot of accidents that we have had or we, have, we will go through, if we allow the word, the word will deliver us. 
Did you hear what I said? A lot of heartaches that you may go through, if you allow the word, it will deliver you. That is why you must put yourself in place where you can hear the word every time. So never absent yourself from the word. Never absent yourself from church. Never allow anything to be too important to choke you from hearing the word. Because the word has the power to save your, not only your soul, but to save you in this world and to give you success. Hallelujah. Am I talking to somebody? Allow your, the, yourself to interface with the word. Sometimes, during the week, put the sermon back on. Are, are you with me? Put the message back on. You are washing your hair or you are in the bath. Facebook, uh, whatever, re- record or, or YouTube recording of the message is still there. Put it on. You are cooking in the kitchen. Let it be playing on your phone. You let it play. It has a way. One word. It's like a key that will unlock some some blessing in your life. But you have to interface with the word. Allow the word all the time. Rather than listening to talk sports or politics, talk politics, or listening to a podcast of a footballer's wife. If you don't know about it, say amen. It's okay. Or other type of uh, watching, uh, what is it called? Divorce court. Or... Judy and all those type of things. Allow the word to play. Well, I say allow the word to play. It will change something in your life. How many are going to be good ground? 